0: Shall we talk a little bit about what happened towards the end of last week with the Discord server?
1: Yeah, <laughs> we have to.
0: Maybe Per, you can like I, I, I was, I was like maybe ten minutes late to the to the scene. I think when I signed into Slack, or at least I opened it, I saw that there was something going on. But if I'm not mistaken, Per, you were pretty much you know after a pretty long hard week of work, you were ready to. Go up into the mountains and get ready and, and sort of take a bit of a relaxing weekend but i think you got a yeah. message on slack didn't you around that time
1: yeah so i was <clears throat> I, I was sitting in the car uh, me and my girlfriend driving up to the the um, mountains for like a weekend trip uh, of like skiing and just chilling out kind of been a yeah been a long week so i was really uh, really excited to get some time off <laughs> and then we're, we're just outside of oslo I I, I get a phone from uh, Froda uh, saying um, our Discord server is hacked. And I was like, oh, holy, holy moly, (laughs) what's happening now? So I logged. Luckily, I wasn't driving, so I I took up my Mac and logged into Discord and just saw tons of spammy messages being sent all across the server and channel after channel being deleted, so like, yeah, all of that hard work we've done the last year, just vanishing in front of our eyes. But we like frantically tried to figure out, we, we jumped on a call, like the entire or, or several people in the team and like discussing what's happening, who, who, who's the, who's the bot that has gotten access admin access to the server. And so we just have to like search through and, and, and try to find them, um, and when we when we blocked someone, suddenly they were unblocked again and started deleting channels again. Because I think multiple bots had got, gotten like uh, administri- uh, ad- admin rights, and it was just like really really uh, nerve wracking. Um, but then finally, yes, we managed to find the bot that uh, or the bots that did all the the trouble. But at that point, uh, Scrimba, the uh, Discord server, had had become a ghost town with not a single channel left. So yeah, that that was summarised uh, in two minutes how, how that Friday evening uh, <laughs> for me was.
0: It was a little bit like a scene out of a you know criminal TV show or a hacking scene out of a TV show because we were all on Slack in a call. I, I think by some uh, fortune. We were, we were all mostly getting ready to go into like a team meeting, which we have on Fridays. So everybody happened to be online and ready to like jump on it. So we all kind of huddled around in Slack. And then it was just like Matthias and I think uh, Sindra as well, just sort of investigating all the different roles and trying to get to the bottom of it. We, we didn't know right away what had happened, whether maybe someone, you know, gained access to an admin account and just logged in. But that but that didn't make sense, did it? Because on Discord, you need to have two-factor authentication enabled to log into someone else's account if they're an admin so it seemed incredibly unlikely unless maybe someone left their laptop open but nobody would do that it kind of led us down this rabbit hole trying to figure out figure out what happened
1: yeah and eventually we figured out that it was uh, someone with admin rights who had clicked on a one of these uh, creepy micro <laughs> links and, uh, basically their account got hacked uh, which gave admin access to to someone uh to someone who like a bot that shouldn't have had it obviously so so uh just a rem- just a reminder of, of how careful one needs to be on discord with like all of these phishing attempts that have i feel feel lately have really exploded on the server and i'm uh, sorry on, on the platform on discord itself because surely we're not the only ones who, who see those creepy mm. f- free nitro links uh lying around here and there
0: And to be honest, like, it kind of bothers me. Like, I guess Discord started as a kind of platform for gaming communities where, you know, nobody, you know, people tend to use aliases. And it's just a bit of kind of that subculture where there's a bit of anonymity. But Discord sort of quite actively broadcast. They said, hey, if you're building any other kind of community, whether it's for your school or whether it's for your friends, you know, come to Discord. It's a safe place to hang out. But but fundamentally, like, it shouldn't be so prevalent. Like, we see these Nitro spams happening, not just on Scrimber, but on every server, practically. I really feel like Discord needs to step in and, like, up their game in that respect. Because, well, you want your users to fall into a a pit of success, not be double-thinking every move they make in case it's a scam.
1: Yeah, I totally agree and uh, it, it's uh, somewhat similar to what we used to see, uh, I remember a few months ago or maybe a year ago, with, where every uh, tweet on Twitter for, from like uh, the, the big, uh, big Twitter accounts was followed by accounts that looked entirely similar and had like links for giving me Bitcoin or, or which was like some crypto scam attempts. It's kind of the same thing and uh, Twitter has now fixed that. Uh, but yeah, really waiting for Discord to do the same uh, because this is, as it was on Twitter, like a, a problem that everyone sees, and it shouldn't really be that hard to to uh, to, to figure out. Like if you if you post a free Nitro link and you've just joined the server, <laughs> that, that that's basically enough to, right. to to mark that as spam.
0: And then I guess eventually we did figure out, like the thing about Discord that's a little bit tricky, it wasn't very long. I think within honestly 15, 20 minutes, no longer, we really locked things down again. But but the truth is, like, on Discord, there are many roles. Roles are kind of scoped to channels. We have integrations installed. Some of them are our own, like the Scrimba bots. But then we've also installed um, just general Discord bots, like Me6 and Dynamo, if you know those in the past. I think there's a Zapier integration too. It just meant that we had to go through every single possible... Um, sort of what what could you call it like a um, a place where the server could have been exploited and we sort of tried to think critically about okay what is the most likely cause and eventually got to the bottom of it um, but by the end and just due to the fact more than likely if not certainly the person with admin privileges installed a bot which effectively nukes the server meaning everything gets deleted especially the channels and their messages um it really meant that by the end we were left with just some rubble right leanne and it was kind of up to us to start rebuilding things Early from the ground up <laughs> pardon Barely
2: even rubble
0: <laughs> barely yeah. yeah what was the state of things and where did you go from there well <laughs>
2: the state of things were I'm not sure if they deleted absolutely everything, and then pair re-added a general channel because it all happened so quickly. But anyway, by the end of it, we only had the general channel, <laughs> that was it. Uh, yeah, so that was sad. Then we decided, well, we're just going to rebuild everything um, after talking to Discord and ascertaining that we couldn't restore the server as it was before, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, so we rebuilt everything from scratch over the weekend. And um, yeah, as you say, the engineering team have been working on putting the bots back in and uh, yeah, all that integration and stuff. And now we are back, bigger and stronger. And I have noticed, when you go into Discord and it says a certain number of people are online, and we also have it on our dashboard, that number hasn't gone down since... Friday I mean now it's actually higher than I've seen it for ages maybe ever 1715 people online so it just goes to show that people are coming back especially after we unbanned all the ones that were unfortunately banned so yeah all good.
1: Ah, uh almost as if we kind of, uh, or what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, basically. <laughs> now we kind it of have a it. shared history of a <laughs> of a trauma we've gone through together. <laughs> yeah.
0: Is it is it safe so to thing say thing that? I, no, no. Go ahead, Per. Sorry.
1: I just want to like, um, or two things actually. As, as Dan said, we actually couldn't get the old um, channels recreated from by Discord. So actually when you when someone deletes a channel in Discord which doesn't even require like a confirmation uh, or maybe it's are you sure you want to delete this and you click yes but when you uh, w- normally when you delete important things that can't be brought back again they require you to to have like extras like are you really sure type yes in order to delete this because it'll, it'll be permanently gone something mm-hmm. like that but it actually didn't even have to do that so uh which made it super easy for this bot to just delete everything and actually discord can't they actually delete it for good when you delete it which surprised me a bit because. Surely this happens to a lot of other channels as well. So it's rare that they don't have like this a uh, f- few hours backup or, or something like that. So they could roll it back. But we actually, yeah, uh, as Liam said, had to build up every single channel again, meaning we lost a ton of history, uh, which, yeah, uh, was unfortunate. But I don't think it's that big of a deal. And um, uh, so that was just a little rant on, on on Discord there. But another thing which I just can't understand is like, what was the motive of the person writing this uh, bot, this virus bot? Like, they didn't gain anything. I can understand Twitter scams that try to steal Bitcoin from you because it kind of it it's something for them to gain, even though it's uh, illegal and immoral. But this, I, I don't see what this bot gained by simply wiping out our server. And that kind of buggles me.
3: Oh, Peh, you're so naive. <laughs> 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 and <then troll> <laughs> It's it? just internet. You know, 4chan and all that. That's what we do. <laughs> this this yeah, is the so concept it's... of the internet. Just troll each other.
0: No, Hopefully, you get perfect troll.
3: But, uh, you know, <laughs> some people enjoy uh, harder liquor than... Uh, but yeah. What's it called,
0: Frodo, when, you know, when people's websites get hacked or their DNS gets hijacked or something, sometimes, like, the attacker puts, like, a HTML file that says, you know, I was here kind of thing. And then they at yep. least have bragging rights or something. What's that called again? Is there a word for it? pawned. Pardon? Pawning, I think, like, being pawned. Oh, 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 right. But yeah, even in this case, like there wasn't even bragging, right? It's like I mean, we have obviously there's logs and things. Like there's a username associated with this beginning of this, but it just it just seems totally, yeah, pointless. Basically,
1: let's hope yep. the hacker at least learned uh, something by writing that bot.
0: <laughs> yeah, make a YouTube video or something. At least, well, maybe not to do exactly that, but channel your Discord knowledge for good. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
4: who are Scrimba's biggest competitors? Maybe that's where we start.
0: Oh, that's a sinister angle. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it safe to say then, since we've rebuilt the server? I mean, for anybody listening, I think things will look a little bit different. Um, I mean, obviously, a huge amount of credit to you, Power, and Leanne, for rebuilding the server over the weekend. And I know that there was like engineering input as well, but but they're not here as such. Um, but I, I can tell you that when I sort of logged into Discord the next day, it, it felt refreshed somehow. Like it felt like 2.0, like still the same familiar channels, but some fresh emojis, a little bit leaner maybe. And and obviously things are still evolving. But is there a way you can summarize the kind of philosophy towards rebuilding the server? Like is there, yeah, are you looking to maybe include less channels or or, or otherwise switch things up?
2: Yeah, well, we decided we'd take this opportunity to be really intentional with which channels we put back because it didn't really make sense to put them all back, especially when we already had feedback that uh, or was an overwhelming amount of channels. And so, yeah, we came up with a list of which channels we wanted to put back and which could be sunsetted, as they say. And we kind of went from there, really. Uh, as you say, some the first iteration of the list uh, were missed off, like the town hall ones, which I didn't actually realize until it was time for the town hall. <laughs> so I'm sure there will be some more like that coming up. But we have Scrimba Pets back now by popular demand. So right. go and drop uh, your cat picks or fish pics or whatever else you have <laughs> over in Scrimba Pets and uh, yeah one thing that is a shame is that the JavaScript solutions channel was deleted so everyone that's submitted by JavaScript solutions unfortunately we can't count those in the grand prize draw which is really annoying uh, but you can reshare your solutions on there or if you've already shared them on twitter then they are already counted basically so uh, yeah that's how we went with it and we're listening to feedback and taking on board what people say if you really miss a particular channel or you think why is that back here we don't need that just uh (laughs) let us know yeah
1: Yeah, and uh, sorry i I saw one question from the chat Uh, street was asking if uh, the karma got affected Uh, but actually we're we're, um, controlling the karma from our own uh, service so the karma your whatever karma you have uh, persisted
2: yeah, that's good. Your karma um, is safe.
0: Did we ever learn? I never asked anybody. I'm asking for the first time, um, but it just occurred to me for like if a few hundred people were banned by the bots, um, Abdella from Scrimba actually wrote a script to determine who was wrongly banned and then ban them. So there's no problem now going mm-hmm. forward. That's all resolved. I'm just wondering, like, do those members retain their roles? Like, say you took part in JavaScript JavaScriptmas last year, or you won the weekly web dev challenge and earned the yellow role. Do you still keep those when you get unbanned, or is that is that gone as well?
2: Mm, I'm not totally sure, because some people certainly do still have roles, but some people seem to have lost roles. Um, so I don't know what's happened with that. But I do know that um, Abdella has well, I think the whole engineering team actually have made uh, improvements to the Pumpkin bot so that now when you connect your uh, Discord account to your Scrimber account, Pumpkin will automatically detect whether or not you're a pro member, which is what's in the how to get the Discord pro badge new article, which I wrote today. So you can go and connect yourself and then Pumpkin will automatically know If you're
3: pro or not. And this, we hope to expand on as well. So it did give us a new, um, some extra incentive to look at Discord bot and and the system we have around Karma and everything. So I think we'll get some improvements uh, coming out. We were supposed to, we've been working on the Discord integration and and how we store things and and stuff for the last couple of weeks. But we're sort of wrapping that up. This gave us some, a reason to do another round and look at our our bots and stuff so we we're now merging three separate bots into one and we're reviewing a bit how the security and the permissions it has and things Uh, but i think it would also allow us to do things like uh we can track if people have done like um made the solution to uh uh the javascript miss or Hacktoberfest uh, or something like this in the future, and actually add those roles as well. So having this uh, system to to give roles and and control it from the pumpkin bot uh, will help us in the future.
2: Oh, we're really good. Uh, people are really keen to know if you managed to go on your skiing trip at all.
1: <laughs> if if I went,
2: yeah, if you managed to enjoy any of your trip, or was it all <laughs> taken over no. by?
1: Yes. Oh no, it, it was fine uh, on the Saturday I was, I was able to go uh, skiing yes so uh, no yes. harm done yeah. yes
0: so in summary we can't we can't be sure if being banned removes all the roles like if only there was one way to find out
3: <laughs> I can ban you after this
0: I can yeah I can just feel you hovering over my name Frodo. <laughs>
3: We'll test it. I have several accounts, so (laughs) we can test it with my account.
0: Sure. Well, I guess that's pretty much it in terms of the hack. I mean, we can only apologize for the inconvenience. There are some messages that unfortunately will be lost forever. But in all fairness, you know, there are so many high quality messages coming through every day. And, you know, I'm I'm quite sad for the I Got Hired channel got wiped since there were so many awesome success stories in there from our community. Genuine people with genuine stories about how they became developers. But thankfully, a lot of them have been on the podcast already and like further cemented their story. And it it only represents a new opportunity to be one of the first to post in that channel. So hopefully we'll see some messages trickle in there over the coming weeks and beginning of next year.
1: Yeah, and if anyone uh, listening ha- have posted there before and it's now gone, feel free to go there and uh, repost it uh, because we know that people uh, love checking that for inspiration and for yeah for um, to see the success stories. So please do that.
0: Hundred percent. So we we have talked a little bit about some sort of engineering product related updates. Um, for example, part of that being the Discord bots and how i think now if you might remember the label maker 5000 bots and we spoke about this a little bit in last week's town hall how it was sort of being phased out and, and as of this week actually if you upgrade your scrimber account, and frodo you'll tell me if this is also true when you downgrade your account i'm not sure but basically you should automatically get the pro badge now as soon as you um, close and reopen discord i think you can also just go offline and come back online and that will work as well
3: That is correct. And you will then lose it as well. So you don't get it if you downgrade, but uh, you will lose it if you downgrade. But uh, it is now automatic, definitely. Uh, So that's one of the things we merged the label maker and automated things around that. We also, we're now in the process of doing the Power Hour bot that will also be merged into the main bot, which you won't really see any difference, but it just makes it simpler for us and managing one repository of code and, and doing things in the same way. So three bots becomes one.
0: So it feels, yeah, so like a few updates regarding the Discord bot and merging all three into one. Um, there, there's, are there, is there any other sort of related updates you'd like to share further from, on the product or engineering side of things? Yeah, sure. Um, so we're
3: still working on the Karma system in general. We're not done with that, but uh, we've sort of laid the foundation on how to... Um, um, store it, how to track some of the things happening, and we will expand it so that um, solving challenges and then and, and participating in events and things will, will matter for your karma in the future. We need to sort of, it's a sort of a gaming system where like uh, you have to uh, balance where you can get karma and what does it mean, what is the output of that karma. Uh I'm not saying too much, but probably we will, you know, find ways for you to spend karma, whether that is in the career path to to uh, get some extra services, whether that's uh, you know hosting somewhere or um, yeah, some kind of outlet where you can spend your karma to get um, get get something um, tangible, something you can use um, to learn something. Uh, so that's what we hope to do with the karma, to really get a system where you can can earn it in several different ways, and then you can spend it to get some benefits. Uh, so that's being, we've laid the foundation, we're planning on the balancing system. How does that look like? Where do you get points? How much points do you get? So that, you know, if you're a gamer, you'll know that sometimes something is imbalanced and, and you can get a lot of points for uh you know, uh, grinding something, uh, doing a small thing many times, but uh, so we have to avoid that, but um, that's a, it's a fun little strategy job of, of figuring out the balance there. Uh, other things we're working on, which hopefully will land this week, is a way to share directly from a scrim into a Discord. I uh, hope to get that, um, it's for review. We have the last couple of polished things left, but uh, hopefully that merges tomorrow. And uh, so you'll see that in the JavaScriptness, JavaScriptness challenges, I think, uh, hopefully from tomorrow or at least this week. Um, other than that, um, yeah, there's a lot of like behind the scenes things. I'm not sure, like we, we, you've seen Abdella and, and Matthias joining the stage here a couple of times. They're quite new hires. They joined us in in November, basically. Um so we're still trying to figure things out as a team. You know, what is the best plan for where do we store secrets? Uh, do we have them, you know, in the repository, outside the repository? When there's not secrets, let's say, do we store it in the repository or do we, do we use one password? So there's a lot of, like, discussions in the team and getting to know each other and, and becoming productive. And it's, uh, it's quite fun. Uh, you know, everything from, like, in the database, do we... Do we want to have database uh, tables with a lot of fields in them? Do we want to have JSON in there? So there's a lot of these discussions on like technically, how do we work together that is happening. And uh, I'm glad to say that we're, yeah, we're definitely picking up speed and, and delivering features now. Uh, so it's really fun to uh, go from being uh, two developers uh, with a lot of code to manage to being four developers. It's a, it's a big difference. So that's, yeah, things we're working on. And uh, yeah, definitely the team, I think it's really exciting for next year and, and seeing what we can do with the, the Discord and the Scrimba community. Sort of the integration is something we'll keep on top of and continue to involve. 100%. And
0: I think this, see, these are kind of. Uh, this is obviously a weekly update, so we talk about the specifics, but anybody who's listened to a few in a row or continues to listen is going to notice this overarching theme as the Discord experience and the Scrimber experience, in other words, the community experience, um, becomes more tightly knit and, and hopefully better across the board. And there are, there are a few more sort of uh, product-related projects around that too, um, or sorry, not not related as such, but you'll also notice throughout these events that we have a few projects on the go. Um but more on those next week, I imagine. Is there is there anything new we'd like to share on the sort of course curriculum education side of things? Um, Per or Bob
1: You wanna start, Bob?
4: Um yeah, so So on the education side, my main push right now is to create uh, the solo projects. I've mentioned it um, before, but still kind of working on that. Um, It turns out it's a lot more difficult than I thought. I thought I'd be able to just come up with some project ideas and record something and throw it in the career path. But it's, it's a very tricky balance to ensure that I'm not creating projects that are way outside the scope of what was just taught which means I have to uh, kind of review what was just taught. I haven't seen everything in the career path yet myself. So just uh, doing some cross-sectional review of the course material and then making sure, yeah, that it's like not the exact same project that was just done in the career path, but a different. Anyway, um, long story short, it's um, it's tricky, but I'm finding some good project ideas that I'm excited about and I think, honestly, are going to make a huge difference. My um, my new React course has had some really positive feedback on the solo projects and um, just the interactivity in general. So I'm um, I'm really excited about that new addition.
1: Yeah, I think uh, those solo projects will be super helpful for, or I know that they will be super helpful for people um as on my side um i've been working with tom who is our new teacher or a teacher we're trying out uh and now in december Uh, and he um tom chant from the community is a brilliant teacher and he's re-recording module six in the uh, in the front end developer the wear path which is the next level javascript module which there has been a lot of complaints about and that i've tried to re-record actually two times before so this is the third attempt and uh, so far it's looking really good Tom has gotten the curriculum more or less ready or the core part of the module at least and it'll be uh, or what what basically you will do is building a a role-playing game where you kind of play roll dices and play with like wizards against against orcs and like heroes and monsters it's a really cool project And as a side effect of building that little game, you learn uh, ES6 concepts and a lot of like next level JavaScript concepts that you need to or should know uh, as you're kind of leveling up from just building toy apps to actually working in larger uh, repositories where you, for example, want to separate code. from having like a procedure functions and utilities and functions in, in different files and components in different files. And yeah, a little bit more like more like repository structure uh, as well as JavaScript. So uh, yeah, very excited about that, uh, that module and hopefully we'll have it out in uh, sometime in January.
0: Oh, that's a good timing because Hal just asked about the estimated release time since they're, mod- they're they're close to finishing module 5. Not sure if it'll work out like that, but it'd be very cool if when they finish it, the, the new module uh, is out. But of course, we can't rush these things either. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks a lot for the updates. Um, I'll, I'll maybe turn it to you, Leanne, in just a second to see what's new in the community outside of, outside of the Discord server. Um, but just quickly for anybody listening, we still have time in this session. If you have any questions about Scrimber, such as some of the old decisions we made, like why things are a certain way, what things are coming up that you might be curious about, you're free to ask them. You can also address questions as specific team members, and you can even ask questions outside of the topic of just you know Scrimber, such as like questions around learning to code or getting your first developer job. This is something that we're all quite opinionated and experienced at, um, as we've helped so many people 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 break into tech in the last few years. Um so yeah, if you have any questions just post them into the Discord chat and I'll try my best to to reiterate them to the to the people up here on the stage. Um but just while you have a chance to do that, maybe Leanne, you could let us know a little bit about, you know, for example, your recent live streams, JavaScript MERS, and any other news from the community that stands out. Yeah.
2: The Twitter spaces have been interesting lately. We had a really good one last week on Thursday uh with yeah lots of really interesting people from around tech twitter and a lot of those people are going to be coming to the live stream next year so that was a nice chance to meet some people and yeah this thursday we've got a space about uh the non-tech interview and how to deal with that it should be very interesting on the live stream side Michael is joining me tomorrow to review some job adverts which I'm really looking forward to because some of them are really funny Uh well, one of them in particular is just yeah <laughs> ridiculous uh, and one of them is from a very famous tech company but I won't name who so yeah that's what's going on on those things and then we also have JavaScriptness, of course really loving seeing everyone's submissions and how creative people are being with them every day people make new tweets to the code and yeah add new features and change up the styling and do lots of amazing things it's really cool and then on friday michael and i will be live coding three of the solutions i did three on my own last week maybe i did four i can't remember now um yeah i'll have michael to help or hinder, maybe, <laughs> on Friday. But either way, that will be fun and very Christmassy. We've got some new Christmas headbands to wear, so
0: looking forward headbands. to
2: that. Yeah, we've had a sparkly reindeer antlers. We've had Santa hats, and on Friday I had one with stars. We've got something else this Friday. So, yep, tune in and see what we've decorated our heads with <laughs> this time. <laughs>
0: Hundred percent. You can check that out on the YouTube, uh, the Scrimba YouTube channel. Where, by the way, I've been uploading a video every week for the last five or six weeks, I think, just about learning to code or breaking into tech. Um, it's kind of related a little bit to to what you were just sharing, Leanne, about sort of interviews and and this sort of thing. Because the most recent video I made is on why on earth junior developer jobs need two or three years experience. Like it's the most bewildering thing that to get experience, you need experience in the first place. Um, I figured it can be a big hindrance to a lot of new people to tech, so I did some research explored all the reasoning from the employer side and then tried my best to offer some practical suggestions about how to approach it as a new developer, whether you're nearing that experience threshold or you feel like you're not even close but could potentially still do the job. So feel free to check that out as well. And yeah, thanks a lot for plugging the space as well because, oh my gosh, last week, what, we had over 200 people join live? Yeah, lots of
2: people, it was great.
0: It's so much fun as well. And, and one thing we love at Scrimber is obviously, I mean, most of us here love talking, either whether that's making an educational course and presenting a Discord stage, hosting a live stream or a podcast or anything like that. Um, but we, we also love to kind of bring new and interesting perspectives to you and the community. And the spaces have turned out to be one of the best possible ways to do that, in addition to the live streams and the podcast, because we bring on lately three or four, I mean, I think it was six, Last Thursday, actually, guests mm. from different walks of life, people who've worked at fine companies, people who work at small companies, people who started as interns and who are now senior developers, people on the hiring side, people hopping jobs to get the best opportunity. Obviously, we can't experience everything ourselves, but we can certainly bring you interesting perspectives from people we meet through um, our work here at Scrimba. So definitely check out the Scrimba Twitter. And if you haven't already, set a reminder for that event on Thursday, um, in which we're more than likely going to sort of throw non-technical job interview questions like tell me about yourself for example maybe that doesn't sound like it's so hard to answer but so many people they walk into an interview with no idea how to answer that and they start to go on and say oh well you know i've got a cat and you know i grew up here then i moved there then i did this job and so you know that's not really the way to do it (laughs) <laughs> no 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 That's no, no problem having a cat is not the uh, what is that issue here um, so much as the fact that you, you know most people asking that question they're kind of like Um, treasure hunters like they're trying to trickle out that little bit of value that little bit of potential from you to see what you're about and if you understand that and you can tailor your response to what they're looking for it's not it's not deceptive or anything like that because all you're doing is controlling the narrative making sure you put your best foot forward and represent yourself and give yourself the best chance to receive an offer and from there um sort of sort of navigate uh the job market and see or or see what you want to do. Think about it like an elevator pitch. But yes, that's just one specific, quite long example. But there'll certainly be other types of interview questions. Just digging into the chat a little bit, um, has anybody noticed any questions they'd like to pick up? I, I sort of lost track of the chat while I was going on for a second there, but I know there's been some interesting questions. Um
1: Yeah, I saw one. So um I don't exactly remember who it was who asked this but uh, uh, someone asked uh, do you guys think that dsa which i think is uh, data structures and algorithms uh, it's important to learn in order to become a great developer as one of my friends suggested to do it even before learning html so um or does does anyone or does anybody want to answer that
2: Okay.
3: That, that uh, could, I don't you know. know I can say like, it. it wouldn't be the first thing I study, but uh, I think it helps you go from being somebody who can do basic things to doing advanced things. We definitely use quite advanced things in Srimba, so uh, so I think it's helpful at some point. But um, yeah, when to do it, I think Bob and Ted were more uh, suited to answer.
4: Yeah, I think bit. our our perspective is a little bit um, our perspective is a little bit skewed because we're we're focused on helping people get jobs as front end web developers, going from nothing to having a job, and I think it can be a bit demotivating if you kind of spin your wheels in theory for too long. Sorry, my voice is doing weird things right now. Um, and and if you are if you're just spending the beginning time learning data structures and algorithms, I think it can be I don't know it, it can be interesting, especially if that's kind of your your jam. But I also see a huge benefit in just starting with something like HTML and CSS, so that you can see something visual on the page show up. Uh, as a response to the code that you wrote. And then that dopamine, I think can make a huge difference. Like it it can make you more interested in learning the deeper stuff be more interested in those deeper topics.
3: Yeah, no, I think that's uh, exactly right. And like, so I've gone the more traditional route of doing the university and even programming before that. And definitely I wouldn't have jumped into data structures uh, and algorithms uh, until quite quite a bit into the university studies where, you know, that's a couple of years in actually. And at that time, I know it's like, it. that is the... Place where a lot of people fall off, so there's definitely something scary and uh, discouraging about the topic uh, for a lot of people. I mean, it, some for some people that's the most fun part. So you know, if you're logically minded and then like uh, like some challenges, there's uh, fun things to do in that topic. But uh, it's it's definitely a more yeah more as. Topic you
4: need to study more than maybe. I'm thinking even in terms of more basic versions of data structures and algorithm algorithms, like studying pure node-based JavaScript. That you know, you learn arrays and objects and and some of the very very basics. I think those are important, but what we're trying to do in the career path say we're going to build a project that you would be excited to show your your family like how you're learning new things and it's really tough to do that if you practice like 54 loops instead of building a page you know and i like i'm working on the solo project for pair's new um learn learn javascript uh, module three and you know he does such a good job of saying we're gonna build this app and oh, by the way, we need to learn the following topics in order to build this app. Instead of saying, um, we need to learn these topics and then let's try to figure out what app we can shove them into.
0: What, what I would say is that you know you look at sorting algorithms and things like that, and the reality is as a JavaScript developer, uh, nine times out of 10, you're going to use the built-in sort function Or if it's a large data set, you probably rely on the database engine to sort it. Again, just a simple keyword rather than understanding the algorithm. But I do think... I don't regret learning those things. Like, I think there's a benefit in learning how algorithms are structured and the trade-offs between different algorithms because even though you might never have to actually choose between a bubble sort a merge sort and a quick sort you still might it's still good to realize there are different ways of solving a solution and they have different trade-offs and I just think that that's a byproduct of learning things like sorting algorithms you know I think nowadays as a front-end developer You're likely going to use a front-end library or framework. You're going to bring in some NPM modules. You might even use a software as a service provider to do something like take payments. I'm thinking of Stripe or something like that. It just so happens that it is possible to get a job and deliver a huge amount of value to a company by essentially gluing and integrating different technologies together. That's a great place to start. I do think that if you want to actually be the person that builds the library, if you build React and you need to implement your own virtual DOM. and differentiate trees and things like that then, then this kind of knowledge is obviously very useful where if you want to be the person implementing the database engine and turning those statements into uh, an algorithm that p- performs the computation or comparison or whatever then this is good to know but, but that is the thing about software that's so amazing like you'll never learn everything there's always more to learn I, I think it is good to learn the basics of things like algorithms and data structures because it may not be a prerequisite to get a job mind you but it certainly can't hurt um It's just to keep in mind that you can always learn those things later. I don't think it will stop you from getting your foot in the door.
1: Yeah, I've basically nothing more to add after all of these uh, replies you had, because I think all of you were spot on regarding this.
0: Maybe we can uh, draw the focus to a few more questions. That was a question by uh, Vinayak, by the way. So thank you very much, Vinayak, for that question about TSAs. Um, maybe these will be a bit quicker to answer since we only have eight minutes to left eight, eight minutes left, and they're quite short. Um, but just before that, I think, Gabe asked, and I'll direct this question to you, Per. Gabe asked if there are any opinions on migrating from JavaScript to TypeScript in the front-end career path.
1: So we're not going to do that in the career path because uh, JavaScript is foundational. Uh, you need it for any frontend job, but you don't need TypeScript for any frontend job. And we need to keep the frontend developer career path uh, focused on the core must have skills. Uh, that being said, we are planning to create more TypeScript uh, content on the platform for sure. That'll come outside of the, the those uh, uh, outside of the career path, but on the Scrimba platform.
0: Awesome. And Froda, Chula in the chat asked, and I think you did reply to them in the chat, but for anybody who's not paying close attention, let's just reiterate it. Um, Chula asked about the power hours and if they're going to return soon.
3: Yeah, that is being worked on to merge into the pumpkin bot, to, like we now have a separate bot to control the power hours that, that that needs to open the rooms, give some permissions. And it was built by, by you, Alex, but uh, that's now been uh, taken over by the engineering team and moved into the pumpkin uh, bot. So uh, I hope to get it out the next couple of days. Should be soon.
0: Nice. Yeah, I'm sure for anybody who relies on the power hours for their productivity, they're probably missing it more than others. Um, but, But great to get a sort of quick update. Thank you. And then actually
3: on that, we want to build it so that we can show for those who are like flagged that are interested in the power hours, we hope to bring it into the platform as well. So you'll see when there is a power hour coming up if you're on scrimble.com as well.
0: Oh, awesome. Wicked. Um, Leanne, Najme, or Najme, sorry, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce it, asked if we can get the um, What I Eat Today channel back, which wasn't the original name, but I quite like it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're experimenting with not having it at the moment. Uh, just because it wasn't one of the busiest channels. Uh if we find that there's a big demand for it, then we'll definitely consider putting it back. i like all of the channels really. If anything is particularly missing and people keep mentioning it, then of course we'll listen to the community.
0: But but what do you do if you have a delicious, you know, ragu or lasagna or Frodo, what's that fish dish that you that you prepare in Norway?
3: <laughs> the one I had on the weekend. Uh, a... Auto-fermented fish. It's rakfisk. If you have Definitely. one of those...
0: <laughs> Sorry, bit of like. Um, if you have one of those, Leanne, where, where are you meant to post it now?
2: That's a good question. I think General's the place for it. was, was, was it General, better... because now...
0: Sorry, wasn't there like a Random Fun channel, but now that's gone and there's only Scrimper Pets? Was there? Well, I, pro- I didn't probably...
2: see Random... Uh, maybe a long time ago there was Random Fun. I can't remember. But we now have um, other code help. Whereas before we didn't have that. So people would use General to ask for code help. But now I feel like General is more kind of available to non-coding things because we have this other code help channel. What do you reckon?
0: Yeah, so- sounds sounds great to me. Am I going crazy? Do you I swear though, I swear like when we re-added all the channels, there wasn't Scrimber Pats at first, but there was like some channel for like fun stuff.
2: You might be thinking of the Notion doc which had the list of channels we wanted to put back. I'm not sure we
1: patch the actual channel in discord no? i think we had a category it was called random fun and under that we had scrimba pets my view oh, and yeah. i ate this or whatever my my food or whatever yeah, three random fun channels
0: okay and then just to close us off i think this is a hard-hitting question but it's a very important one so seems very apt to finish here um beata asked well, let me phrase it a different way, but this question's from Beata. They they said I always wonder what we have to know to get our first job could be an internship. For example, they're thinking about front-end in particular. What should they know exactly? leanne I I see you're sharing some good advice in the in the chat, but again, I think it's great to reiterate and if anybody else wants to chime in before we wrap up, then please go ahead. Yeah,
2: I've said HTML, CSS, JavaScript react and a bit of github as a starting point obviously there are a lot of other things that you might need or would help your application but to give yourself a really solid foundation those are the things i've recommended
0: anything to add maybe per
1: um so I think those are the best skills to get, if you want to, like, uh, if you, the most bang for, for the buck, basically, that's, that's uh, what you should learn, uh, HTML, CSS, JavaScript, and React, and Git, uh, though it is technically possible to get a job uh, writing emails, for example, in just HTML and CSS, plenty of people have gotten their first job or internship, just knowing that, no JavaScript, no React, no Git, so that is possible. Depends on basically your contacts uh, in the industry and where you live and the, the opportunities around you, basically. Um, but other than that, I would say what, what Leanne said uh, maybe swapping out React with whatever framework is popular in your area. For example, uh, Mariki, uh, who has been in this community for a long while, uh, she uh, noticed that in, in Germany, in South Germany, I think she is where she lives. That, um, in here in, in that area uh, she was better off learning angular than react but in northern um, Germany you're better off learning react or, and in some parts of the world you're probably better off learning view or or yeah whatever basically is popular uh, in in your local industry tech industry so um, depends on where you are um, basically if you're aiming for just uh, like it's a very simple email or maybe, ads like writing uh, html and css for banner ads that's basically the two jobs you can get with only those skills uh, or if you're uh, aiming a little bit higher and building like interactive websites
0: funny you should mention uh building email templates because the the oh gosh really literally in just an hour or so um, I'm releasing a podcast episode with Tony Moreno, who is a Scrimba student who used Scrimba to learn to code HTML, CSS, and a bit of JavaScript, and then got a job working for Activision, doing exactly as you described, Per, creating email templates. And, and one thing you'll learn in the podcast interview, and I'll share a link to the podcast, even though the episode isn't live, for another hour, just in case you want to subscribe or come back. The thing that's really interesting about Tony's story is that you know, he didn't go straight from learning to code into working at Activision. He started building these email templates because the competition on Upwork for building websites was so fierce. So he carved out a niche building email templates. And little did he know that could lead to a job working at Activision, a very well-known game publisher based out of Los Angeles. So yeah, very cool. And a nice, yeah, awesome way to end the Town Hall. Um, that's all we have time for today. Are there any, any closing words, anything else we should mention before we wrap up, folks?
2: People are
3: talking really. about eating bananas on a pizza in the chat. Yeah, that cafe's with pizza look delicious. I'm hungry now. I need to go eat
0: bananas on a pizza. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm not sure if they're joking or not.
0: Well, you know, if, the, if it wasn't already time, just the fact that the time is up, we have a reason to end the town hall now. So with that said, <laughs> thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Hopefully we'll catch you next week since this event happens same time, same place every week. And you can always stay up to date with what's happening at Scrimber through your dashboard. There you'll see a little calendar in the bottom right, basically, that shows you what events are happening or coming up, whether it's a live stream, a town hall, a Twitter space, or, or something else. Until next time, bye. Bye,
2: everyone. Cheers. Bye, everyone.